0: And the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. On Oilers
1: Radio. 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Second hour of Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer joining you from Buffalo, New York, as the Oilers open up a four-game road trip. Uh, The opening game highlighting a matchup between Connor McDavid and Jack Eichel, who we've already heard from on today's edition of Oilers Now. Second hour of Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex, Canada's largest Canon dealership where their main goal is to save you time and money and provide true Alberta service. Check them out at digitex.g. Digitex now has a massive supplies division where you can find paper and supplies for all brands of office equipment. So we've heard from McDavid. We've heard from Michael. There's an undercard in tonight's game, too, two pretty good centers that are Untouchables as well. Uh, Sam Reinhart, though, he'll be on the wing tonight. And Leon we will hear from both of those players. Mark Spector from NHL Hockey and Rogers, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. And Brad May, uh, Sabres analyst as well. You can text us at 630, 630. Tweet us at orders now. Email us orders now at 630ched.com. It's presented by Holmes by Abby. And I do want to say congratulations to Bill. And Amy Scott, Bill Scott, is the owner's mm-hmm. assistant general manager on the birth of their son, William Will Gilbert Scott III, 7 pounds, 4 ounces. Uh, uh, Bill and Amy uh, had uh, Bill III a couple days ago. Uh, Very interesting timing given the NHL trade deadline. Uh, I can tell you that Bill was returning text messages throughout the course of a 48-hour period (laughs) leading up into uh, uh, the trade deadline. And uh, seeing the build that uh, both Gil Scott, uh, Bill's dad, uh, Gil Scott's the uh, CFL agent and an agent for a lot of the coaches around the National Hockey League. He's got some players as well. And uh, Oilers assistant GM Bill Scott. Uh my guess is that uh uh Will the third's gonna have to uh, overcome his father's genetics. So hopefully Amy's a heck of an athlete to one day play in the National Hockey League. I digress. Mark Spector joins
0: us right now from Stafford Inspector uh, here on Orders. Now how you doing, Spec? Oh, well, good. He should be uh somehow involved in, in sports or athlete management, right? Grandpa is the Gil Scott, the longtime uh well, player agent in the C F L and in fact agent for a lot of National Hockey League coaches, correct? Yeah, he's got all the big coaches. Like he's got, yeah. Bill does, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, he's got a, like he's got some coaches
0: that are, you know, got a few zeros behind their name. Yeah, so. right. So he's got the coaches, he's got a lot of CFL players. Uh, Gil Scott was pretty the preeminent Canadian Football League uh, player agent. And uh, of course uh, Bill is uh, sort of the uh, numbers guy, organizational uh, cap all. He's lucky Bill Flash. Scott. What's that? He's He's Lucky Bill
1: Scott. Why do you call him Lucky Bill Scott? Because he was the guy that was at the lottery last year when the owners got caught. There you go. And and that's called a segue spec because here we are. It's come to fruition, and we're here in Buffalo, and it's McDavid versus Eichel, and we're sitting there having lunch. By the way, you bought. I never thought that would happen. Thank you very much. You're, You're a scholar and a gentleman. Yeah, it
0: happens all the time, Bob, just usually when you're not there. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> it's it's sort of it's sort of well, I can't
1: even tell a joke it's so awful but <laughs> I wonder
0: if I could get a wife it we lost the uh, we lost the uh opportunity to see these two guys play uh, each other in Edmonton. Yeah. Uh, in fact I knew several members of the media who were had flights booked to come to uh, Edmonton for that game. I believe it was about December, let's say, 6th or so. It was the 6th, and, yep. Yeah, and that game never happened. Well, that game happened, but the matchup never happened because, of course, Conor McDavid got hurt. So they're playing tonight here in Buffalo. There was a pretty good media crowd there this morning.
1: Yeah, this this was the biggest one of the year, excluding maybe what we saw. In, I, I'm trying to think if the one in Toronto was bigger. and uh, Well, no, because McDavid did not play. So mm-hmm. this is the biggest media contingent we've seen on the road all season long you know you've got uh, Crosby playing Ovechkin tonight that's in the uh, you know two excellent well one excellent hockey team and one good team that's trying to become excellent again but it's funny because we're sitting there having lunch today and there on ESPN is a report from you know it's right on ESPN news that they're they're showing the McDavid versus Eichel matchup and i guess that does kind of transcend these two communities which speck as you pointed out at times have been beaten down a bit and picked on a bit around the around the uh around hockey circles, around sports circles in general.
0: Well, so, yeah, and, you know, Buffalo's one of those towns like Edmonton that, you know, it's, it's how do I say, like people come here and they see the winter and they go, oh, man, how you live in this town? And, you know, we get that in Edmonton, right? People come to Edmonton in the wintertime and can't believe that we actually are Canadians who don't mind a little bit of cold weather once in a while. And the people that live there are fiercely proud, right? Edmontonians are proud, and I'll tell you what I've known plenty of guys from Buffalo here, and uh, they like living here. They're happy here. It's a smaller community. People are from here as opposed to those cities where everyone's from somewhere else and uh, I'll tell you this is a hell of a good hockey town. always has been goes right back to the odd that call working games there, and you know growing up, Bobby watching the French connection and and uh, you know a lot of good hockey history coming out of Buffalo over the years. Yeah, you know, they had some even, I mean, obviously
1: those teams in the 70s, and they went to the Stanley Cup final in 1975 and lost to the Flyers. Um, but, you know, it, it's, and that's in the height of, you know, when Gilles Perrault, Richard Martin, and Rene Robert were here, and Jim Schoenfeld was a pretty good defenseman for them. Uh, but even in the early 80s, you know, after Scotty Bowman left Montreal, they built a couple pretty competitive teams, didn't get it done. Uh, were you not here for the
0: the no goal? I was here in 1999 for the uh Dallas Stars Brett Hull's uh, foot in the crease. Yes, I yep. was. Game 6 of that series. That was a the that was back when the game was played in in a very tough hard hooking uh you know lots of restraining fouls. Yeah, they earned a goal back then cuz you had to go through about six sticks, three of them belonging to Darian Hatcher. <laughs> And it was really tough. Good hockey, and you know what? Buffalo did get the shirt out of the stick because he was standing in the crease, and we did see that goal get that goal get called off about a hundred times all season. And then, you know, it's it's much like these reviews we're getting now, Bob. You know, but I remember yep. in 99, and so would everybody who's listening. I remember those those foot-in-the-crease calls, and we all said during the year, boy, you know, they're going to decide to stand the cup on one of these crappy foot-in-the-crease goals, and everyone's going to be upset, and that's exactly what happened that year. Well, put the whistles away, it's funny. I bumped into Wes McCauley
1: last night, uh, spec, and he's at the hotel, and his dad, John McCauley, one of the real... Uh, pantheons of nhl officiating over the years and Mm -hmm. just the the ongoing sort of discussion and debate around these review calls and how they can make them more streamlined and in some situations take the take the call out of the hands of the officials on the ice because sometimes it's difficult for these guys to have to change all right we've we've digressed a bit here but i want to get back to mcdavid and eichel give me your assessment of where we're at with these two players right now mark
0: well, it's you know it's uh, the one thing I've, I thought about uh, today when Dan Bowsman was talking about Jack Eichel and how his seasons had some ups and downs and you know he's gone through the, I mean the kid has played sixty three games and this is the Buffalo Sabers, uh, you know sixty fourth game tonight so he's played every single game this year, and you know he's ebbed and flowed he's still got a nice number seventeen goals to forty one points he's minus fifteen that's the worst minus of all the rookies in the league this year but. So he's had his good days and his bad. Conor McDavid really hasn't had that. You know, he started out kind of pensively and then he, he really started to play some really good hockey. Then he gets hurt, misses 37 games. And I'm not saying he's been perfect since he came back, but he's been, you know, he, he's been better than a point per game player and he's been relatively pretty consistent. He hasn't had that up and down learning curve because he hasn't really played enough games in a row. Is that fair, Bob? He hasn't had the, the the long stretches that Eichel's had, you know, where a young player tends to hit the hit the wall and get over it and then hit another wall. Connor McDavid hasn't had that because he hasn't played that many in a row. Is that fair?
1: Uh, well, I still think he's better. And I mean, you just talked about you know scoring against the Dallas Stars. Right now, the L.A. Kings and the Anaheim Ducks along with Washington, those are the three, you know, I guess Chicago. You know, those, four, those are the four best teams in the league. And mm-hmm. the Oilers just play back-to-back nights against L.A. and Anaheim. And had they had Nugent Hopkins, had they had Clefbaum as well, they might have had a better chance. <laughs> but there's still no guarantee they're going to win either of those two games. Edmonton played about as well as they can with where yes, they're at right is. now. Yes, and McDavid had multiple opportunities to score against Jonathan Quick. Like he had three really good yeah. chances in this in that game, but he got snuffed against Anaheim. Like there was not a lot out there, and uh, and that happens in the Eastern Conference, or sorry, in the Western Conference against those specific division teams. Uh, you'll get more chances against the Chicagos of the world because they play a more up-tempo game. But um, you know, it's to me, it's it's interesting. Like I just. I just, I don't see the two players the same way. I think I, and, and Spec and I'm not taking a shot at you here because i just do it directly if I wanted to. I think Jack Eichland three years from now, two to three mm-hmm. years from now, will supplant a Patrick Kane as, you know, the best American player in the NHL. A lot of guys like Pavelski, Goodrow's a high, really entertaining player, but when Kane's you know, 20 points up, and everybody else. But I think Heichel's going to be capable of having that type of uh, dominance, and because he's a six foot two, six foot three guy, the power that he's got in the game, I think he's really good. I, I'm not being dismissive of him at, him at all. But one guy's got seven points in the last 13 games back, and one guy has 17 in the last 14 uh, games, and he he's not like mcdavid's not getting any freebies he's not getting anything fed up to him from a a decor that's got got a two or three really good puck moving defensemen. like he's having to earn it a lot himself and to me that reveals a bit in the separation of the two players
0: well that's fair i mean economy McDavid's averaging more than the point a game uh and i believe eichel's pace is about point six five points per game basically two points every three games let's say uh 41 and 63 so um, but you know, Eichel is leading an NHL team in scoring as a rookie, and that's a feat, right? Not many guys walk in a league then through 63 games lead their team in scoring. So, hey, listen, they're both they're both good. I think the it's funny uh, they're going to play together in that team North America at the uh, upcoming World Cup of Hockey, and I'm going to I'm trying to think of a, a circumstance down the road where they can play together again. I mean, they're in separate conferences, so they won't play an all-star game together. They're in separate, you know, of separate nationalities, so they won't play. They're not going to be. And maybe they're in the next team, North America, if they have one. But generally speaking, this this could be the only time yep. we ever see these guys on the same team. Is that not correct? Am I missing something? No, I'm with you. No, and it yeah. it is going to it is going to make uh, for an
1: interesting situation. So, 98% of the focus in tonight's game is going to be on McDavid and Eichel. But yes. there are a couple undercards, and we're going to get to that, and we're going to talk to trade deadline, winners and losers. When we come back, Mark Spector, Stoffer, Inspector four, for Horse Racing Alberta, proud contributors to the Alberta Lottery Fund. do want to tell you some guests and orders now. Receive guest certificates to Japanese Village, the right choice for a celebration for the census. Three convenient locations to serve you, Northgate, downtown, and south side and Mark Spector, both in Buffalo on Oilers Now.
0: This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630
1: Ken. 121 in Edmonton, Stoffer and Spector, Oilers Now, for horse racing in Alberta. Spec, we got the, uh, we got the uh, main card, and then we got a couple undercards tonight. And, uh, it, you know, we all know McDavid and Eichel are complete untouchables for their organizations, but guess what? Sam Bennett and Leon Dreisaitl, My guess is they're pretty much untouchables as well. Sam Reinhardt, yes. yeah. Sam Reinhardt, well, Sam Bennett's untouchable for the Flames. And take it one step further. You could say that Nurse and and Ristolainen, very likely untouchables. For the the last three years, these two
0: teams have
1: drafted one after another. It's been an interesting scenario.
0: Yeah, in 2013, Nurse went seventh and Ristolainen went eighth. And in 2014, Reinhardt, Sam Reinhardt went second. And Leon Draisaitl went third, and then we all know what happened in '15. So, uh, you know, it is interesting. Nurse and Ristolainen really remind me of each other a little bit, except for Ristolainen has really played—he's played more NHL hockey, obviously. He uh, played here pretty much. How many? What's his career games? Has he played it right from the start? Did he take the first season in Finland? Well, he's ball? played. He's no, he's played three full years,
1: Mark. He's minus he four in his career, but he's got to be closing in on 200 games. So
0: right, you know, so he's, he's having play- a good
1: year offensively, and they've been a bad team. They were a terrible team last year. So, you know, and he got exposed a bit, but he's had a pretty good year this year. I think he's up around 35 points.
0: Well, we've watched, yeah, we've watched. Uh, he does have 35 points. We've watched this happen with not just defensemen, but it's more overt with defensemen when you know uh, Darnell Nurse makes this team this year, and because the defense isn't good enough to keep him off it. He doesn't make this team cuz he's ready for the NHL so much. He make and and he started the year of course on the farm and a couple injuries and before you know it up comes Darnell Nurse and now he's played the majority of the season here and in fact at over 20 minutes a night he leads all rookies in the National Hockey League with ice time per per night time on ice per 60 minutes. So I'm not, you know, we've watched Darnell Nurse, in fact, get a little more than he, he's getting force-fed here a little bit. And I know Ristolainen has in Buffalo, too, Bob. And that's just one of the, you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs fans are going to watch that with their kids. And any rebuilding team, I think it's a trend we're spotting, is it's it's really tough to maintain the old, long-talked-about Detroit Red Wings model when you don't have a lot of talent in the big leagues to keep those kids out of the AHL, right?
1: Well, let's not forget uh, the Red Wings model. You know, when they were bad, they're, you know, Primo played right away as well. And Red Wings haven't been that dominant of a team over the last five years as they got a little bit older with some of their top-end guys. Um, 25-21 per game for Rasmus Ristolainen. Up front, Reinhardt's got 18 goals this year. He's having a good season. 16-29 uh, per game, 34% in the circle. Uh, in their careers to date, Mark, uh, Reinhardt has 29 points in 69 NHL games, and Drysettle has 53 points in 91 games. Your thoughts just on those two players?
0: Well, we've seen a lot of the of the smaller, skilled. Uh, and, you know, I saw Reinhardt today. He's bigger than I thought he was, frankly, but he's not a real big man. He's not as big as uh, Drysettle and it's a little easier at this young age, if you have some size, to survive a little more and to, to how would I say, certainly to defend and to have positive things happen to you on the ice. Uh, there's no doubt drysettle's numbers, in fact, 44 points in 54 games this year. Am I wrong when I say, Bob, that it doesn't look like he's always played that well? <laughs> he's not he's a, play. a He's season. not play he's got two goals and four points his last twelve games. He is not he's right. kinda of hit a bit of a wall here. He has and, and but his numbers are fantastic. Forty four points in fifty four games. Are you kidding me? He, I know he's not a rookie, but he's very close to being one statistically. Um listen, everyone wants the big center ahead of the uh you know, ahead of a smaller center or a winger. And, you know, Reinhardt's a good player. There's no doubt about it. But he's not give me the choice to take either one of those guys and I think give most NHL executives the choice to take either one of those guys. I think Dry a more valued player at this point.
1: Mark, we saw we got three minutes left, so we've got a blast. Uh, let's get to it. We saw yesterday Patrick Maroon get picked up in a year in which yeah. Peter Shirelli's already picked up Cassian. I rather like what Cassian's brought. It, and I mentioned, I don't think that Peter's
0: done here addressing the orders top nine with size. Do you agree? Oh, yeah, for sure, Bob. Uh, two things. Chiarelli's reputation. You know, he built a big team in Boston, and I covered that Stanley Cup final against Vancouver, and they just pushed Vancouver around. I mean, I know it was a seven-game series. I know it was close. But in the end, uh, Boston's physicality won out Uh and the other thing is you and i both how many how many ra- minutes on the radio have you and i spent lamenting the fact that the oilers got pushed around last night and the oilers you know got got run out of their own barn and and they didn't have the physicality to compete with so many teams that's going to change here and I'm not saying Cracknell and Party are the answer long-term, but I am saying when they bring players in, even if it's short-term, they're going to be big players, and they're going to be players who help this team not to get pushed around anymore, and they've been they've become a lot bigger the last half of this season. And I know you like it, Bob, and I know I like it a lot. All right, so, uh, Shirelli, give me a grade on his performance. I mean, he
1: got a couple of thirds for Purcell and Schultz, which is around higher than you thought they'd get for Schultz. Yep. Uh, you know, he got a pick for Nielsen basically the you know the pick back that they, all, they sent in Chicago. It was a fifth-round pick for Liam Coughlin to Chicago for the rights to Nielsen and then the Maroon
0: trade yesterday. Yeah, I, the Maroon trade's the one that surprised me. I didn't really see that coming. But, uh, you know, I want to see Maroon and know, uh, you know, I'd like to see him up close. I watched him in the playoffs the last couple of years and quite liked his game. He has clearly the ability to play with good players. And they need a guy in front of the net who can cause a little havoc and a guy who can dig the puck out of the corner. So, you know, if he can play on your second or third line, uh, and he's shown in the past that he can, and bring that size and tenacity to your game, it's a huge upgrade for Edmonton. They they just need players on the ice who are big and strong and have man strength, and he's one of them, and they need more. All right, uh we got one minute left. Give me one
1: team or one GM that was a loser yesterday and one team that was a winner yesterday.
0: Well it's pretty easy to find the loser out in Vancouver, unfortunately our friend Jimmy Benning, who uh I quite like and have a lot of respect for. Uh he just had two big chips, right? He had two yep. big chips and, and and did not get what he needed for them. Uh there's just okay. no other way around it. And uh, I'll tell you what, which team got, you know, I guess you got to ask yourself, Bob, what team in the National Hockey League improved itself the most over the trade? Chicago. And I I have to say it's Stan Bowman in Chicago. He started out with a really, really good team and made it even appreciably better. So I'll tell you what, that's, who's going to beat Chicago in the West, Bob? Uh, well, I wouldn't bet against Anaheim. No, nah, I Anaheim. beat Anaheim last year and got a lot better. They'll beat Anaheim. It's the Kings that scare me if I'm Chicago.
1: Well, I, I think Anaheim might be able to beat L.A., but that's why we have shows like this spec. All
0: right, uh, great <laughs>
1: stuff. We'll see, you down, uh, we'll see you in about an hour and a half. Uh, and uh, that's Stoffer Inspector for Horse Race Alberta. Are you going to Toronto tomorrow for the World Cup announcement? Yeah, I'll be in Toronto for the World Cup annou- announcement tomorrow. Looking forward to it. All right, super stuff. That's Mark Spector from NHL Hockey on Rogers. It is 129 at Edmonton. We'll head off to 630 Chad News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell. Back with Brad Bain.